0: You gonna play that dastardly intro? OW! This movie's still fine. This is Arthur. Arthur.
2: One of them dies, they go screw. One of them's a hot, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp. and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. I mean- you forget that films are supposed to have a point. Welcome to the worst idea of all time. Uh, episode four. 54. To say 54. My name is Tim Batt, and uh, I'm talking to you from New Zealand.
0: That's right. My name is Guy Montgomery. I am talking to you from Sydney, Australia. And this week, we're joined by a special guest, comic and improviser, and friend to all, Carlo Ritchie. Hello, oh my God. Hello Tim. Carlo yeah, Ritchie's he was here. here. Yeah, you knew he was here, Tim, but you, you played uh, the fool well. You could have yeah. fooled me.
2: What I'm doing is I'm engaging in a, a little something called being the audience surrogate. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of like their vehicle for emotion, you know? We can't hear the audience, of course, Guy, but I'm acting as their conduit. Well, well have, through
0: you, we can, Yeah, not we, yeah. Tim? Have, yeah, you, ever, have exactly. you ever tried logging on? they got a lot of opinions, man. And i tell you what... The, they want down with Tim back. Yeah, they're saying some very intense things about you over here, Tim. Very intense. Mm. And that's why very Guy was the one charged. to go, and I was the one to stay. That's right. It's important, of course, I don't know if we've said it, but uh, Carl and I are recording from uh, Sydney, Australia. And uh, Tim is in the, the, the beautiful suburb of Lynn in Auckland City in his studio there. True uh, enough. And now, for, for you and I, Tim, this is the 54th time we've seen this movie. Yes. which makes for quite an experience. For Carla, the I am 55th. 55th, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have my own podcast. <laughs> it's um, it's called The Best Idea of All Time, and I watch one of my favourite films every week. Wow. It's going to provide a very interesting flavour to your spot on it's, this. The worst a, idea of all time. It's a very neat crossover, because this week I don't have to watch it for my own means. I have to watch it through your lens, and that's exciting for me. I guess, well, I can't wait to hear your unflappably enthusiastic opinion of this film after your okay. the screening. <laughs> Ready to tuck in. Uh,
2: Red- now, when I first... Oh, you go Hold to- on for a second. Carlo Ritchie, I want to hear your unflappable opinion of this film also. Let's let's cut to the chase. Let's give the people
0: what they want. They want Carlo, uncut. Well, look, um, I've said this once. I've said it 55 times. Yes, This film is pure cinema gold C- cellulose gold cellular celluloid gold cellular gold um, it's from cellular the be- gold from the opening credits to the german uh, <laughs> text right through to the end to the credits it's an hour and a half of pure magic that's that is that's good so you also in your fifty. 50- four previous screenings have watched mm-hmm. the illegal German stream <laughs> that I often defer to when I'm not with Tim. That's what we call in the business, uh, De Beste Film. <laughs> de Beste Film. or oh, Das Beste Film, yeah. Is that German for the best? The Yeah, the best yeah. film. I don't speak the language, but I've got a very keen air. Oh, wow, man. i got to say, I didn't notice any of this positivity emanating from your body while we were watching the movie oh, together. Guy, I held it in. I held it in. Uh, well, I mean, this this experience runs entirely contrary to you, Tim. Who, before we started recording, had a very cold, dead look in your eyes and said that was challenging. It
2: was a very challenging watch. I didn't enjoy it. Never liked the watches <laughs> by myself. And uh, what yeah. I di- what I did, guy, I'll tell you what I did. Shall I? Would you like me well, to? I let I you know to. what uh, what's happened here. Because if I may, if you just uh, give me a moment, I'll tell you what's happened here. Uh, if I could just stop you for one <laughs> second, I'll let you know yeah, what I've yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to... Go if, for if it. If you don't mind. Yeah, I just want to get on and uh, let Absolutely. everyone know go what ahead. I did in yeah. my bit over here. Well, uh, in your own uh, time. So if you, just, if you just... Yeah, you just hold your horses there, Monty, because I just want to <laughs> tell everyone what, what's happened uh, over here. Yeah.
0: Consider my horses it wrangled and held, Tim.
2: Yeah, so here, here at the podcast Fortress, what I did is uh, I didn't want the very loud heated to be going while I was recording, you see. So I uh, cranked the heat up to the maximum up until the point when we started recording. So the temperature will naturally uh, form a curvature downwards and, and, and approach a normal um, kind of operating environment at some stage, hopefully before long. But right now I'm in the, the sweltering heat uh, while it is a decidedly wintry day outside. So... It's quite weird looking out and, and seeing a very grey environment, but experiencing a kind of tropical climate yourself. Um, and I'm just hoping that, that the temp drops off <laughs> reasonably quickly.
0: You're, you're wearing an incredibly thick denim jacket as well for those listening at home. <laughs> it's it open It's unbuttoned. Um, and now do you imagine that cranking the heat up to literally as high as it will go in that very small confined area we usually watch the film in... Yeah. Uh, helped the viewing experience or maybe uh, sort of changed the intensity for the worse. So
2: it probably canceled itself out because while there was a very high probability of a fire hazard in a large Mm -hmm. flame engulfing the small studio and myself, uh, that was ca- the sort of adrenaline rush of that was counteracted by the fact that I was getting very sleepy and warm due to the temperature. So I've kind of muddled so, through Sounds incredibly dangerous, yeah, it does, doesn't does it? When you put those two things together, you know, it wasn't until I said it out loud that I realized, uh, what a dire circumstance I potentially put myself in just now.
0: Yeah. Well, we're, we're happy to have you here with us, Tim.
2: <laughs> Me so. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah. Good to be anywhere. And, um, well, isn't it? It's good to be alive. And how's how's life for you, man? Where did this slot into your day? Uh, it's morning. I got up um, and I
2: did my ritualistic walk to the cafe to grab a cup of coffee because it's how I, I like it. What makes to...
0: it ritualistic? Is there some.
2: I mean, I have is it to... just
0: the regularity or no. is it there some sort of spiritual aspect to it? Carlo, I won't lie to you,
2: and I wasn't going to bring this on, on the podcast, but guys are really aware of it, but I kill a bunch of cats
0: on my way there during the <laughs> walk. You're doing your part. For Some what? Some would say the that. For who? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you don't want cats walking around. A lot no. of people do. People with pets. Not cats. me. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly what they want. Well, Tim's doing his part. I'm doing my part. What are you We're doing? We're all doing our part. Why do you think I keep the bath full of water all day? No, because you like to have baths. That's what you said when yeah. you showed me around the house. You yeah. said, that's the bath full of my bathing water. Well, I've really pulled the wool over your eyes, or as I like to say, the cat fur over your face <laughs> while you're asleep. So why, so why is your bath always full of water? Can't drown drowning cat in there, guy.
2: I don't want to <laughs> burst you a bubble over there, or, you know, ruin your ni- naivety. Is
0: that how you say oh, no, that no, word? So, Naivete. Thank you. Navajo. Like, bless you. <laughs> Idaho, I believe. <laughs> yes. It's actually, you know, it's spelled Arkansas, but it's pronounced Arkansas. <laughs> um, oh man, Carlo! Because for those of you listening, I'm staying with Carlo presently in his beautiful home. He's host, he's hosting me. Uh, we can host the men, over kill there.
2: the cats. That's what he's always said. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: you, you specifically said to me. You said, That's "Hey, man, I could, I'd really love you could bring me some like kittens mm. if you could stop by in the airport on the way back from the airport." And I just love bring, kittens. Yeah, drowning them.
2: Yeah, specifically. Everyone loves kittens, but Carlo loves them in a very particular way.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm When sure. they cease to be kittens and start to be, well, I guess like a furry stone, I suppose.
2: <laughs> My understanding, Carlo, is that uh, this love of yours began with a foray into amateur taxidermy, but then the way I heard it, you got so enamored with the idea of simply killing the animal and and less intrigued with the idea of stuffing them afterwards that you essentially become some sort of animal serial
0: killer yes well i mean it's a it's a treacherous slope the world in taxidermy um but you know many of those who have walked its roads will will find uh find their way In their own sense. That's right. The press call you the the cat killer, but you call yourself a failed taxidermist. (laughs) That's what I've got on the cards. Carlo Ritchie failed taxidermist. I get halfway there. It's a hell of a business
2: card. It'll really stop you in your tracks, you know. As a a man who goes to a lot of business conferences, a lot of mixers, I get a lot mm-hmm. of cards, but nothing's quite stopped me in my tracks like Carlo Ritchie's failed taxidermist uh, introduction on on paper. Hell of a thing! No collectors yeah. are
0: certainly so, not helping the comedy career. Well, no, it wouldn't. I mean, it's a it's a terrifying thing to hand to a manager. <laughs> now, Carlo, obviously, you know, on the best idea of all time, your flailing podcast, which uh, sort of you know laps this by one. Mm. Uh, You like to champion in the film, We Are Your Friends. And often here at Worst Idea of All Time, you know, Mm -hmm. we do our best, but it can be a struggle. So I I turn to you and ask, you know, uh, what about the film this week really spun your wheels? Whoa, there's just, there's so many good points in this film. Well, I mean, you sort of, you created a narrative throughout the entire screening experience that uh, We Are Your Friends reflects... Uh, the Russian uh, anarchist revolution in the 1920s. And I think a lot of people probably be on board with that if you sort of... uh,
2: Carlo, uh, I know you don't listen to our podcast, but we have talked about that so many fucking times. You're going to bore everyone by bringing it up again. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Tim. But go
0: ahead. (laughs) Obviously. There is... I think that opening shot of him with his, his anarchist symbol there beside the laptop, he's turning up the gain. I mean from that i thought yeah here we go russian spring 1920 take me there and the film continued to impress upon that point i think we saw the proletariat struggling to take back the means of production um and unfortunately the revolution was corrupted and well you know when you betray the revolution and its ideals you you only betray yourself don't you who was who was the pro- proletariat in the film, and who was the Tsar? I saw Cole as the proletariat, and uh, his friend James uh, Reed. James Reed, the DJ. I felt like he was a former leader of the anarchist movement who had been co-opted by the 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 bourgeois, <laughs>
2: the oligarchy, um,
0: the oligarchies. Uh, you know the the Tsarist forces. Um, and it was really a struggle between those two ideas. Jarhead was, of course, Ukraine. Um, as he uh, always as he weak is, weak <laughs> and weak out?
2: No, it was... It's no, no, deal. hold on. I want to hear more about Jarhead being Ukraine. I'm very intrigued by this.
0: Well, there's that line where he comes out and he says, um, while the Tsar might take our bread, he can never take ideas and i that's when i clued in i said i I grabbed guy i said see this is what i'm talking about (laughs) i'll say the same thing to you now that i said then carlo i'm not hearing the same dialogue that you are i think it's because you spiked me with pvp just before pcp (laughs) pcp i would never (laughs) spike you with pvp i have too much respect for you yeah well no you know it's it look it's it's one reading among what I imagine are ca- hundreds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many ways you can watch this film. Uh, as detailed in both of our respective podcasts, the best and, of course, worst mm. idea of all time. And over there in your pressure cooker, Tim, did anyone turn yeah. in a powerhouse performance this week that really uh, got you going, or was anyone dragging the chain? I just, first, I would just like to share with you,
2: I'm going to make this my shining light, actually, because I uh, cracked up to no one, with no one in particular, just sitting by myself watching the film. When jarhead They've just got the house, and they're going out to go for their first swim in the new pool. Uh, not a looking pool. For this one, is a diving nice. pool. Mm-hmm. And Jahid yells out, do a backflip, squirrel, to a man who isn't even able to get his pants off on concrete. <laughs> and there's just something so funny about getting someone who's failing and asking them to do a far more complicated job than they're already not doing. Which I love. So I was very tackled by the fact that we're watching a man about to um, absolutely damage himself on the hard concrete outside, <laughs> uh, accompanied by Jay. going, hey, dude, I see you. Do a backflip. <laughs> it's <was> bloody,
0: <laughs> bloody good stuff. That is good. And that's a testament to the film itself. I mean, that's not even a, an obtuse shining light that you've sort of, you know, side angled in. That's script, I that's script you, writing, acting, yeah. editing. I'll tell
2: you who did a good job this week, and that's Megan Oppenheimer, because I presume Maximum Joseph couldn't come up with this perla. But you, you'll both be well aware of the uh, magical moment where they first enter into the apartment, and Jarhead says, what do you give to the man who has everything? And then reveals more mirror <laughs> The mirrors, Johnny yeah. Depp's wall. And, he, and his, yeah. his answer to that rhetorical question is, just more of that man. And I have long since held that. That is the possibly greatest line in the whole film. And I Googled it to see if they were quoting someone. And I don't think they are. I think they wrote that. I think Megan Oppenheimer wrote that for the script. And I just, I'm so impressed.
0: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Carlo spoke over the line and just said the word mirrors. <laughs> that is essentially what he's giving him. <laughs> just a bunch of mirrors. Yeah.
2: What do you give to the man who has everything? Antibiotics, because <laughs> he's got everything. You
0: see. <laughs> I think by then he's beyond help, though. Let's yeah, you're be honest. Probably right. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Carlo. It's a good thing you're here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bandaid on a bullet wound. Well, your yeah, your son is gravely ill. Somehow he has, you know, got every single disease. So we're going to give him some mirrors. (laughs) Mirrors Um, are the answer. More of him. No, no, we don't want more of him. (laughs) The whole family (laughs) will get sick. No, you don't want to spread this. (laughs) Contain it. Um, Shall I share my shining light with you? No, because I want to
2: share another victory from Megan Oppenheimer. And that... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to keep going briefly, guy. If you'll excuse me. No, Haven't no been by able I'm not going to man. talk or see anyone in an hour and a half. It's been very lonely in here. Just yeah. want to get it there. You out. are
0: sweating profusely. <laughs> you don't look well, Ted. Yeah.
2: Well, this isn't what I call a healthy environment for a man to be in. There's a line that Jahi delivers This house is going to get us arrested, he says. And uh, the prescience, the foreshadowing.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Twa. I mean, people at home can't say this, again, but I did
2: the, the chef admiring their own meal with a kiss on their own hand. Mwah. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Horribly unhygienic. Um, yeah, but it's, it is prescient, you know, in a bizarre universe where there are consequences for these characters' actions. But once again, and we are your friends, the house isn't going to get them arrested. You know, being responsible for the manslaughter of their friend Squirrel isn't going to get them arrested. Mm, mm. Yeah, there weren't enough in invest- really
2: Sorry, I was just gonna say. Imagine if it was actually the house that got them arrested. Like the house was haunted and kind of alive, and it booked them, like a cop. Well,
0: it's house cop. I like. I think that it is now haunted. I mean, Squirrel's part of the house. True. You know, like, and do you know? Do you know the ghostly has ghostly song that blows through the house when you least want to hear it? Yeah. It's has Squirrel it. whispering the lyrics to Santeria by Sublime. <laughs> oh, gross! I do like the idea that. One of the th- conditions that the person who rented the house to Jahed was that if you can all survive a single night, your first night in the house, <laughs> you can have it for free. <laughs> and $700 a month, or I have this you can. And Jahed, like, it's, it, every time it gets me, Jahed knows that Squirrel's going to die. <laughs> he gets in the Grand Tour, and he's like, "Is a you got to put some foam on these walls so we can do terrible things without the <laughs> echoes escaping to the world. Drown a bunch of cats, as is our want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Johnny you, did, you just stay in this room and look at yourself for as long as it takes not you know, to fuck everything up again. And Wasn't squirrel- that
2: literally a Greek parable? Who, uh, who was the guy who was full of himself and fell in love with his reflection in a pool of
0: water? Uh, I think that was a dog with a bone. <laughs> And the dog tries to get the other dog's bone, but little does he know that's his bone. And then he gave the bone to a fish. (laughs) Um, So he gives him this tour and he goes, you know, so here you go, Zicoli. Here you go, Johnny Depp. And this is my room. And we don't see the scene, but I imagine there's a scene where Squirrel goes, hey, what about me, man? Where am I going to sleep? And he goes, oh, someone's going to die tonight. (laughs) And uh, you're quite light of frame, so it's probably going to be you, dude. Uh, we have done a
2: sweepstakes, and unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I win if you die, so there will be yeah, consequences yeah. to that. Yeah. Exactly. Poor fucker, eh? That poor wee fucker, that's what I think I'd, each week. Yeah. Mm.
0: I, I'm interested, did you think that the, the, the death of Squirrel was earned by the script in the film? They certainly built him up to be the bad guy. <laughs> Squirrel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I felt like justice was done when they got Squirrel. <laughs>
2: He thought justice was done, Carlo Ritchie. Yeah, like, the, what, they the, killed it was pre- Squirrel of a drug yeah, it was, overdose.
0: It was preceded by Squirrel saying he was talking about leaving the gang and the <laughs> gang doesn't deal kindly with people who are trying to leave the gang. The proletariat <laughs> does not deal. If Squirrel wants to betray the revolution, he's going to be the first against the wall. <laughs> Far out, man. What, are, what other antagonistic actions that Squirrel took out during the He's, film were you glad to see? There's a lot of scenes where he touches the tip of his cap and just stares at other characters with a menace, <laughs> a, a menace that I think is unbecoming of any, any true friend of the gang. The proletariat uh, specialise in menacing glares towards <laughs> yeah. the ruling class. They must. I think the bigger question that the film never addresses is whose car do they use once Squirrel is dead? Oh, man. Like, how do they get around after that? Uber, I guess. God, Unless
2: that's Skrill had a life insurance policy and they were the benefactors.
0: <laughs> In which case, I'd be doing some serious investigation of the gang.
2: Fucking <laughs> A. Tra- yeah, house, just... that's, that's House Cop's job now. The House but This that's is a exactly... cop. Because it's haunted <laughs> by a dead, drug overdosed young man. <laughs> <laughs> who always wanted to be something more than he was and the maximum you can be is a law enforcement officer welcome to House Cop <laughs>
0: <laughs> I struggle to imagine what about Squirrel's life so far would inspire him to take out a life insurance <laughs> <laughs> policy because he's a
2: Ford planner dude that? we know he's the smartest member of the gang he went to university we know that from the priest junket interviews he did with Zastron it's yeah. true we're all, we, yeah. we, we one um, week,
0: two and I watched all of the behind-the-scenes interviews oh and we goodness. got a lot more exposition than you do in the film.
1: <laughs> a lot of scenes on the yeah. cutting room floor. It'd be fair to
0: say that the actors in this film thought they were making something <laughs> altogether different.
2: A full multimedia experience, not just a movie in its standard sense. They were really, kicking the tires on a whole new way of disseminating information with this film's release. So we'll give you 30% during the picture that you've paid to see, but you've got to watch all the press interviews to get the full
0: story.
1: <laughs> hey, if what you, you really
0: want to know The actual ending of the film You're going to have to track down Megan Oppenheimer <laughs> In her writing cave Here's your true map Three riddles <laughs> there's, there's clues hidden throughout the film If you piece them together it makes a map That's right. And then if you get that map And you place it over the screen while you watch the film <laughs> It's the actual 1920s Russia overlay <laughs> That the film is meant to be set inside of <laughs> I mean, I'm really interested to get
2: you guys, your guys' thoughts on uh, House Cop, just as an idea. Do you think this thing will fly?
0: I love the idea of this house, pol- <laughs> this self-policing house. And it just, like, each it, the turnover of um, tenants would be so high. So, like, you've got a great vehicle for a series there, you know? Every week, some new people come into the house. Yeah. Some sort of crime, maybe uh real a house-related world. crime. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. It, mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it could be drowning cats. It could be running the heater too long. I'm just... Plucking random things out of the air here.
0: At random, too. You can imagine, say, after, say, like, uh, a few years, when everyone's like, oh, that's the old haunted house on the hill. Don't go up there. They say you can hear the whispers of Santeria by Sublime, as <laughs> sung by a squirrel. It's and uh, And scary. then, you know, some young guy who's down on his luck, he needs to earn a bit of cash, a bit of money. He does a and e He breaks into house cop. Oh, my God, I'd love to see that. <laughs> a house called Justice. Yeah, the house name cop. of the, the house, house called is Justice. Justice. Oh, yeah. Justice. Justice House Cop, house cop. <laughs> and, That's neat uh, because yeah. Justice uh, been, provide the theme song for this movie.
2: Uh yes, because the uh Paris, they've got some really good music coming out of France right now to um <laughs> yeah. misquote
0: our uh, our friend. God, that scene tickles me. Every week. It's such and a waste many, of time, many, isn't it? What are we doing in the city? How many cities do you think James Reed from The Feelers can actually retain in his head? Like, <laughs> how many jump cuts do you need in one scene of someone just listing place names? <laughs> yeah.
2: The jump cut's the thing that does it, eh? If it was like, I'm going to ask you a question, I'll get an answer. I mean, it's still a waste of time, us being part of that. But we're there, whatever. But the fact that they jump cut it to suggest that he's <laughs> named like...
0: 200 countries. <laughs> Why? Some of the jump cuts... It's like half of it is him saying Dubai and then the cut is to a different shot of him finishing the word Dubai. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's been saying Dubai 600
0: times in a row. It's like, hey, so, where's Bentley? You're doing a great job as the character James Reed from The Feelers, but you're going to need to stop saying Dubai. We're shooting this on celluloid and we are running out of film.
2: I tell you what, though this house cop named justice <laughs> in my head the house can kind of move slightly as well but it's a big lumbering it's mess. a very
0: small amount I think it's got to be a small amount like a kind of a glacial movement very it's, much so it, it, it's very patient
2: but it moves like we do it's not kind of magical like it kind of it breaks its foundations when it tries to get up and it sort of moves <laughs> one foot of the house and then the other you know when you're shifting a big heavy cardboard box and you kind of shunt it one side and then the other it's like a fridge yeah that's how like baba yaga
0: the like like baba yaga the russian fairy tale about a about a house with with the legs of a chicken that um goes around trying to find children
2: how big is the chicken The legs, big
0: chicken legs, big chicken legs. Yeah, so proportionate to the house, kind of normal, except that they're not normal. Well, well, well the house is smaller than a normal house, but the legs are way bigger than a normal chicken's legs. Is the house the size of, say, uh, an ordinary chicken's body? Oh no, no, at least, at least a lot bigger than that. (laughs) At least uh, the metric, a lot bigger than that. Yeah, a lot being twenty. times (laughs) Times <laughs> a house <laughs> that's twenty times the size of a chicken. Yeah, guys, oh, you go.
2: I was going to ask about your shining light, but please continue to talk about what is it called? Baba gum? What?
0: Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. What? Can you just give us the the sort of the cliff notes on the story of Baba Yaga? Baba Yaga was a witch. She lived in a house, and the house had chicken legs, and it would walk around, and it'd be kids. Not taking care of their chooks, I guess. I'm not sure of the folklore behind what the kids were doing wrong, but Baba Yaga would be there to bloody spook them and get them back on the the right path. What a ho- or horrifying fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's a dark place, you know, man. The kids don't even know what they're doing wrong, and they're just being spooked by this chicken house. Yeah, yeah, but it fits very neatly. It dovetails very neatly with with this pursuit of justice as the house cop, and also with the very very precise and intricate overlay of the Russian Revolution that the film has.
2: And Baba Yaga does the house with the chicken legs whisper scar music as well, or is that just <laughs> Justice House Cop doing that?
0: Do you just that? House Cop? That's a House Cop thing. Yeah, gotcha. Site specific. Baba Yaga would sort of sing Russian folk songs, I guess. Could you perhaps sing one of those Russian folk songs for us now? No, it'd, it'd be it'd be racist.
2: No, I'd really like to hear it, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I
0: <like> it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, um, but if, if, if what you do is offensive, you will alienate, you know, our core <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, the, I mean the Russians are the only thing that, that's keeping this podcast alive right now. Yeah, I, I've seen Peak the stats,
2: list. Carlo. He's not lying.
0: Well, like the Trump administration.
2: See. We need them. Ao, <laughs> hey, holy!
0: Look at the real world busting its way into our podcast. Sunday Sorry, morning, in get Sydney. Get out of here!
2: Saturday. Things that are happening.
0: <laughs> don't egg, are you, you are now are you yelling at your room <laughs> my hot hot room <laughs> yes. you are very hot aren't you Tim yeah, he's really cracked hot. hot under the collar. I will tell you my shining light Tim so and you can I'll tell both of you uh, so there's a the transit so you, after uh, Zakoli goes out gets spiked with PCP big night on the terps with James Ridge from the feelers mm-hmm. wakes up in his house. Plays him his shitty song through his iPhone speakers, and it was actually refreshing to watch that with you this week because you laughed at the at the notion that they were making him do this. It's so humiliating. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then Somaly gives him a ride in in their car, right? And that's meant to be the planting of the seed of the notion they have chemistry, which is absolute horse shit. And then the next scene, he arrives on the hilltop where he meets up with the the mm-hmm. fuck boys to uh, exchange money. And there's a shot in between their trip in the car and him arriving at the spot with the boys. And the shot is just a front-on shot of the car that Somali is driving, accompanied by the sound effect of, which I will do my best to recreate for you right now. Vroom! And it's like, you know, it's like the PowerPoint equivalent of transitional shots. Like it's everything except for a star wipe and the screeching sound, which is my favorite feature of PowerPoint. And I was like, how can you, I haven't noticed this 53 times before, but how can you put this in your movie? <laughs> oh boy. But, but
2: I mean, it took 54 watches of the thing to pick it up. So they did good ultimately, yeah. right?
0: Well, I guess if you, if you want to bury shitty shots in your film, yeah. Mission I'm accomplished.
2: Quite a severe headache in here, I will not lie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you look like you're yeah. really up against. Yeah, it. you're really yeah. struggling here, aren't you, Tim? Yep. Um Carly, you have given us some highlights from your time watching the film, but do you have a specific shining light that you'd like to share? I think for a shining light, I would say um there, there's the scene in the first scene in the nightclub that they're promoting. Uh, I'd say the meson scene in that scene is particularly good. Uh, there's a shot where he sees her, and they shoot shoot it right down this long tunnel of people. There's no one in between it. It's quite a nice shot to establish that he was he was interested in that uh, character. That's right. I don't remember her name. Somaly I, Sagan. Somali. We call her Somaly. Uh huh. Somali. You know, just a shot straight down. A line, of, a line of dancing people. Um, and it's it's just fun for me. I said this to you at the time, Guy. What's very fun to me was to imagine at that point there was just a whole bunch of people all dancing in complete quietness with this huge line between them, between him and her. And that that tickled me. Yeah, yeah. You really got a kick out of the idea that all of the extras were just writhing around <laughs> yeah. in deathly silence. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you know Carlo ever an astute observer of the human condition and filmmaking techniques after Somali's first scene when he says uh, no I don't promote him; my, my friends do and she walks away Carlo turned to me and he said he looked me dead in the eyes he said mm-hmm. I get the feeling we'll be hearing from her again he's so good
2: isn't he that Carlo he's perceptive
0: he's yeah and I said deal. I said nah man <laughs> absolutely not yeah, yeah it's, it's weird that there's an well, it's weird because the guy told me that the other character that comes back that looks exactly like her is actually her twin. and A classic there's a lot of up. It, I, I guess a lot of that's covered in the expositional videos that you guys have watched. Yeah, yeah it's in the press well, yeah, it's all there. It must be tough for you to have watched this 55 times with only 30% of the context for the film. <laughs> it makes a big difference. <laughs> Oh man, Tim, it's really tough to watch you right now. It genuinely feels like you're expiring. No, I'm good. I googled the word assemblage. I won't lie to you
2: to see what that was all about because it's in the film. And uh, it means exactly what you think it is. It's just the sort of art or process of putting things together or assembling. assembling. So it's usually an art refers to collages. And I was just disappointed to find out that a word meant exactly
0: what I guessed it probably did. You know? Mm. Were you pleased to discover that you are more intelligent than the two lead characters in this film? No. And when you watch a movie, do you assume you are less smart, as smart, or more smart than the characters? That's a good question. The Uh, answer is yes. Well, I I think you have answered the question there, Tim, without answering it in a way. Thank you. I always... Whenever I watch a picture, I always assume that I'm less smart because I was always taught when you go to the movies that they were the golden gods who are, who are our heroes and they can do no wrong. Yeah. So who t- who imparted this lesson on you? Just <laughs> terrifying. So you, you can't see this, but Tim, <laughs> as if to try and throw us off from our conversation, has taken the camera on his phone, which is what we're speaking to him through right now, and put it up as close as you can possibly get <laughs> to his eyes without losing the context that you're looking at a human eye. He's really cracked to, in the I heat. I to freak you guys out a little bit. <laughs> worked, huh? And it worked. Yeah. But also, I, I do genuinely worry for your health right now, Tim. You, you're battling hard. Don't worry about old Timbo. He's fine. He's all right.
2: He's a bad so
0: Usually, when you say that, you sort of have a run-on sentence where you start some crazy highfalutin theory or something to support your statement but now you just taper out to silence nah nah not today buddy (laughs) not today not in this heat are you saying no i'm not tapering out into silence (laughs) or (laughs) i
2: guess now that you mention it i kind of did trail off at the end there it's just so damn hot in this room you boys you got no idea I thought it would get less hot but it feels like it's getting more hot. I don't you know how that's even off. possible take off your jacket yeah I'm gonna do that actually yeah. you cover
0: <laughs> oh you poor bastard uh, any, any performances you enjoyed didn't enjoy Kale anything any notes from the film that you'd like to get off your chest um I feel like the guy who the guy, the guy guy who ran the business that they went to work for. Yeah, yeah. Paige Harrell, dick full of diamonds, yeah. mouth full of concrete. Yeah, that was just uh, such a... <laughs> w- <laughs> Tims and skins, everybody. Oh, that's oh, good wow. that is-
2: I am back.
0: <laughs> this is textbook heat madness yeah. that we're seeing here. <laughs> Can you can you crack a window, Tim?
2: <laughs> no, there's no windows to crack.
0: Is a door, perhaps. A of, yeah.
2: <laughs> Look, hey, we're in the middle of a record here, fellas. Come on, treat the podcast with a little bit of integrity, if you would.
0: you well, treated your co-host with a little <laughs> bit of freaking respect, as Tim said that he executed a terrifying crash zoom right back into his eyeball. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's- uh, so, you, the the character of Paige Harrell. Yeah, that's it's a very odd scene. He's holding a baseball bat the whole time. He's banging things. He's talking about how to make money. It's a terrifying... Like, I don't understand how they thought they were the good guys in that c- scenario. Like Your boss is literally... He's got a bat and he's telling you that land... Is the, the key to success. <laughs> Not a No good person does a briefing for new employees holding a baseball bat, other than maybe a baseball <laughs> coach, coach yeah. or a baseball bat salesperson.
2: <laughs> is it possible that was his original
0: job, his original calling in life? <laughs> it's his lucky bat. I don't know, you guys would know this from the exposition, but is it perhaps a lucky bat? No, well, they don't really delve too deeply into Paige's relationship to bence But I agree. I mean, I think if I went to a new job and my boss was walking around with an envelope full of cash stuffed down his underpants and a baseball bat while waxing lyrical about fucking precious stones, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. know." It
2: It was supposed to be a speech about capitalism and how great it is, which harkens back to the film's original discussion of the Russian Revolution but he kind of exactly. gets sidetracked by the sexual allure of Diamonds, which women have known about for thousands of years, akin to <laughs> Carlo Ritchie's getting led astray from a career of taxidermy into a destitute existence of drowning cats in a tub.
0: Yeah, it all comes back full circle, doesn't it? Much like Baba Yaga will curl up into a sort of a circle... To scare Russian children And what was the song That Bubba Yaga would sing To scare that That famous Russian folk song That Bubba Yaga would sing uh, You know the old, It's Moya Jatsko Bendel Yeah Such yeah. a conversational Singing style <laughs> Bubba Yaga Sort of a real forebear For Bob Dylan <laughs> <Yeah>. I understand <laughs> Okay, no no more items. Tim's Tim's gone wild. (laughs) Tim, you're not even thinking about what we're talking about. You're just trying to figure the most interesting angles you can get on your camera.
2: I am thinking deeply about Baba Yaga. I want to hear the song. I know it's not coming. I don't know where to go with it. Hey, don't sweat it, man. I don't know how to to get my disappointment at Carlo Ritchie guest on the podcast. I don't know how to express it (laughs) properly.
0: Well, how about if if Carlo won't sing us a song, Tim... How about we treat Carlo to a little song of our own? Okay. <clears throat> Five, six, seven,
2: eight. Getting, Getting sentimental,
0: sentimental with James, James Reed. Reed. Oh, yeah. So, you'll have noticed in your 55 screenings of this film that mm-hmm. James Reed is insistent upon giving a gift to Zacole James Reed from The Feelers, of course. Uh, a sentimental gift Contained within the, A MacBook Pro box mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a self-serving gift This is what we know Carlo Would you like to suggest to us In the context of the film As you saw it today What you think Might be the gift Contained within that box I think it's the leftover cake <laughs> Like it's just what's, what, what's left over From the cake scene He's Brilliant. He's packed it up <laughs> There you go Remember that time I got drunk And threw some cake On the counter Here's the rest of it. I want you to have it. <laughs> it's it's self-serving because it gets this, fu- this fucked cake out of my house. Wait a minute, yeah, wait a minute. Doesn't he
2: get the... Now, I, I really should know this. Doesn't the cake thing happen after? Yeah, but the, yeah, the cake thing does happen after. Oh, but, does
0: it? Yeah, but as Carlo knows, I was telling him about that extra bit of exposition we saw in the behind-the-scenes stuff. There was this huge subplot where so many got addicted to baking cakes. And all of the drawers <laughs> in the house, they were full of cakes. Wait, you know, all of the yeah. cushions, she pulled out all the stuffing and filled them with beautifully baked I, cakes. I thought the film was in reverse, so I thought the first scene was actually the last scene of the film. <laughs> How could like you a memento. Yeah. Even so, it goes from within <laughs> the absurd world we've created. Yeah, so it goes from a plot. guy who's a really good DJ, he's got a new song. And he forgets, over time, he forgets the song. He forgets what his life was about. He revives his friend. He revives his friend. Um, there was a very funny thing where... Uh, I'll be the judge of that. Which I, yeah. Where after he gives the sentimental gift full of cake, James Reed says to Zicoli, after telling him he's going to be playing Summerfest... You better get that track ready. And then Carlo said and several others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Hard out. One track does not a set make, eh? Even an opening mm. set. You can't just bang on three minutes of nonsense and go, All Even right, thanks la- everybody <laughs>
0: Even that last speech of you know, every every DJ starts with one song and then he just goes on rambling. I said to Garnels every every DJ starts with one song, then another. Yeah. And then a third and then a fourth song, and then sometimes they'll play as many as 20, 30 like songs in a night. Justice, still, no, no.
2: justice isn't allowed to call itself a house cop for a single arrest. There's got to be a, um, what do you call it, like a trend of behavior, you know? It's mm. not just a one-off. Mm. I could make an arrest, a citizen's arrest. I could do I could Carl- do one of those.
0: It doesn't make me one Carlo, cop. Carlo can't explain away the bevy of dead cats and kittens <laughs> in his house by saying, no, no, I'm a taxidermist on the evidence of one failed attempt at taxidermy. <laughs> and the business cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, the business cards, I think, are probably your strongest defense, Mr. That's the alibi. <laughs> Actually, now having you, said it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what you need to do, Carlo, is twink out the ED in failed and, and put an ING, changing the tense, which means you are a taxidermist still. Um, yes they can't no, arrest you true.
0: then <laughs> it's so funny for anyone in any career to have a business card that says failing career <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, shit. can you imagine meeting them at a networking event <laughs> i'm trying hard <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. i'm giving it everything i've got but it's just not working out for me hey what do you do
2: i'm a failing accountant <laughs> yeah yeah oh man what's the market for that uh, really failing businesses
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's a I've pyramid For me Is this overwhelming self-awareness <laughs> <laughs> You'd think I'd use it To try a different career But accountancy's all I almost know <laughs> I can do my taxes Moderately well And that's keeping me above water <laughs> sometimes I wish I was a failed accountant but just so the madhouse would end just to feel sweet release from this career I'm shackled to
2: that poor bastard it's like Skrull's scar obsessed spirit forever stalking the grounds of justice the house (laughs) cop it's the same thing you know that eternal imprisonment bloody sucks is what happens yeah. yeah man got it I it's a scene, ghost I'll I, I tell you a scene that really stuck out I don't know what you just last said just then guy and frankly I don't care but uh, <laughs> man having breakfast in the morning they are so fucking chipper here's how I think that scene would have worked if it was a, a little more realistic they were obviously doing a bit of drinking the night prior and they were doing a lot of drugs and they got all horned up and they had sex with each other we don't though, know that for certain fuck oh, fuck, all right, well, they've, at a minimum, fooled around to the extreme. Will you give me
0: that? Will you concede that? Okay. <laughs> I will concede that they were falling around. To the, to extreme. the extreme. Please <laughs> give him that. Yeah, yeah. Give okay. him that. To give the extreme. extreme. <laughs>
2: so then you wake up in the morning and you'd feel um, rubbish from the booze. You'd be coming mm. down from the drugs. You'd be guilt ridden because you've just had sex and you are either someone who's already in a relationship or someone Mm -hmm. whose mentor is the person who's in the relationship with the other person and then to to, you wouldn't be sitting down at the breakfast the breakfast table right like it's kind of set up nicely for them to play it for reals because everything's very beautiful it's kind of dimly lit and that's the bit where all the heaviness would would fall upon you in that moment you go oh god we fucked up and I feel dreadful and I'm about to go to the bathroom and absolutely devastate that Porcelain machine, <laughs> but before that, my heart is heavy with woe and guilt, and I don't know how we're going to get out of this. And there they are, stuffing their mouths with flapjacks, and mm-hmm. d- you know, delivering improvising terrible, up cooked lines.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is an odd scene. It is an odd scene. The breakfast scene. Um Also, it, I, I don't know what purpose it serves in that. In that, I didn't need to know that they ate breakfast. <laughs> It was fine. Okay, okay, you say that, but I've watched a screening of that film without that scene, and the whole thing falls apart from there. <laughs> falls over. Well, yeah, because they both got to drive back to Los Angeles, and you but see, they but crash order because they're exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that scene is vital to the lifeblood of the film. Oh god. what tim's just lost his phone camera i wish you could have seen the video (laughs) on this podcast (laughs) it has been a real fucking journey it's been a treat for me yeah look i reckon i'm gonna say it tim i'm worried about your health i think the sooner we cap this record the sooner you can get out there and get Get some fresh air yeah i need to
2: hydrate (laughs) fuck yeah man i need to water eh, in a big way
0: You know, those things aren't mutually exclusive. You can have both. In fact, some would say that they are precursors to each other. Yeah, but we'd call those people nerds and (laughs) stuff them in their locker and fill it with shaving foam. I I forgot this was such a jocular podcast. That's right. Um, Have you got anything else you'd like to share before we put a pin in it, Tim? Yeah, kiss my ass, Guy Montgomery. You're a real (laughs) piece of shit. Tell you what, this Mm -hmm. week when I get back into the country, one of the first things I'll do, I'll make a beeline for your... (laughs) Butthole, and I'll pucker up. <laughs> uh, Carlo, any parting thoughts or, or, or wisdom you'd like to share? Look, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting film. Um, uh, you know, watch it at your leisure, I guess. If and just be responsible with drugs, I guess. Carlo, Did you say be irresponsible or responsible? Little column A, little column B, Carlo. Hmm.
2: What would you rate the
0: film out of seventeen? Well, oh, that's um. Look, I'm going to give it. It's not a total. It's not a total. It's it's got some very interesting sequences. Um. I'm going to give it eleven. That's high. You know, that's high. Within <laughs> ten minutes, you turned to me and said, "How have you watched this?" <laughs> yeah, but. I can imagine a world in which I could just blank it out of my memory and watch it again. (laughs) That's not a a reason to give it an eleven out of seventeen score for the screening you just experienced. Every film that I've ever ranked out of seventeen, if I can blank it out and watch it again, I've given them eleven, and it'd be unfair to the metric. But you're not measuring the film to the Matrix. (laughs) It'd be unfair to the Lord of the Rings. It'd be unfair to Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, all which got eleven out of seventeen. Well, you are a strange man, <laughs> but you steam a good ham. Uh, I I don't really have anything else to say. Carlo, if people want to find you online and follow your life get very a warrant. closely, get a warrant. Okay.
2: Good yeah. Stuff. You've got two chances get a warrant or get justice. The house <laughs> yeah. cop. That's if right. You can find her if you need her. And I can't remember the rest of the A team intro. <laughs> oh fuck I can't even remember the last bit of the 18 minute dang it
0: now if people want to find me online there's a bakery um, in in Chippendale it's a suburb here in Sydney if they ask there they'll (laughs) they'll begin a journey that many have walked (laughs) and few have finished (laughs) well that's it from us for this week Uh, be safe out there everyone Ah. goodbye this movie's still fine Pasta.
2: One of them guys that goes screw. One of them's a hot. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp And his name is Johnny Depp Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.